Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 353. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. This week's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there... Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Use coupon code CHAT or click the link in the show notes to get two free months at therapynotes.com. Are you tired of running to the lobby to see if your next appointment has arrived? Would you like a more discreet, stress-free way for your clients to check in? Take a deep breath. The receptionist for iPad empowers your practice to create a zen-like check-in experience. This episode is sponsored by the receptionist for iPad. It's the highest rated digital check-in software for therapy offices and behavioral health clinics used by thousands of practitioners across the country. Start a 14-day free trial of the receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com slash therapy chat. And when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And last April, I interviewed Lori Heuer, who is one of the trainers in bioenergetic therapy. And that conversation, which was in episode 327, Lori taught us what bioenergetics is, how she uses it, and she even did a demo with me. If you missed my conversation with Laurie Yore, there's a link in the show notes. Today, I'm interviewing another bioenergetic therapist, Dr. Vincentia Schroeder, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist specializing in bioenergetic analysis. She was the coordinating trainer of the Southern California Institute for Bioenergetic Analysis for many years and past editor for 10 years of the Clinical Journal of Bioenergetics. As a member of the international faculty, she has taught in Europe, South America, Canada, and Asia, and has written three books, Bend Into Shape, Techniques for Bioenergetic Therapists, with co-author 
Barbara Thompson in 2011, Communication Breakthrough, How Using Brain Science and Listening to Body Cues Can Transform Your Relationships, which was in 2018, and Tilt, Seeking Balance in Troubled Times, which was released in 2021. We had a great conversation about bioenergetics and energy and the body and how it shows up in therapy and how intergenerational trauma can be held in the body and healed through the body. So if you've been listening lately, we've been talking a lot about embodiment. We've been talking a lot about intergenerational trauma. So this episode fits right in. And while we're at it, before we dive into my conversation with Vin, I wanted to let you know that if you're a therapist and you work with clients who have trauma, the Trauma Therapist Network membership is opening very soon. And those who are on the waiting list are going to get first access and a special offer. So if you are interested in joining Trauma Therapist Network and coming to our meetings, which are weekly, they're led by me. And each week we talk about self-care, we have case consultation, we do Q&As, or we have training. So each week is a different focus. And if you need some connection as a therapist, if you need a supportive group of colleagues who get it about trauma work, to share the joys and challenges of this work with, then you need Trauma Therapist Network membership. So I hope you will get on the waiting list so that you can be among the first to know when registration opens very soon and to receive a special offer. Just go to go.traumatherapistnetwork.com join and you can join the waiting list and get all the details about Trauma Therapist Network membership. All right, let's dive right into my conversation with Dr. Vincentia Schroeder. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm so excited to be speaking with Dr. Vincentia Schroeder, LMFT. Vin, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. I'm so happy to be here with you, Laura. I'm so happy too, and and glad we met through Lori Yor, who was a previous guest here on Therapy Chat, talking about bioenergetics, and you're both teachers in that method. So today, I'm excited to talk about intergenerational trauma and bioenergetics. We've been talking about intergenerational trauma a little bit on Therapy Chat recently, so I feel like this is just a natural progression from there to bring these two together. And I'm excited to hear about what you have to share. But before we start, will you just tell our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. I started in psychotherapy. Like I knew when I was 16 that I wanted to be a counselor. So just one of those people who knew very young what they wanted to do. So I've had a career of over 40 years Mm. in the field. I worked in the addictions field in the beginning. And then I was trained in bioenergetics and somatic psychotherapy and it became certified in 1980. Wow. Yeah, that goes back. Yeah. I had a private practice in San Francisco for 10 years. Then I moved to San Diego, California, and I had a practice here. I closed my private practice of seeing clients uh, in 2017, but I still do teaching, supervision, and training. Awesome. I did uh, did do doctoral research in attachment theory, 
working with mothers and infants. And I also specialize in grief work. So those are some of the areas of interest that I've had clinically. Wonderful. And I know you didn't mention this, but I know that you're also an author. Can you say a little about that? I noticed as a therapist that a lot of times people suffered a lot when they didn't know how to communicate very well, like partners or children, and and they really didn't know why it was causing a problem. And so after I retired in 2017, I wrote a book, a self-help book in 2018 called Communication Breakthrough, How Using Brain Science and Listening to Body Cues Can Transform Your Relationships. So it's a book that anybody can use. It's got skills and tools and kind of takeaways at the end for helping with any kind of conflict, bosses, family. So I did that as a kind of a service to the community, that book. And then during COVID, during the pandemic, I wrote a book called Tilt, Seeking Balance in Troubled Times. And that's a a compilation of some of my favorite blog posts that I wrote about coping. And again, it has my two favorite things, kind of the neuroscience of understanding how the brain works in terms of moods and working with the body, skills in the body about um, relaxation or expression. So that book also has some of those, but they're more poetic. You know, they're little two-minute mm. reads. Um, and my first book I co-authored with a colleague in 2011 for bioenergetic therapists, and it's called Bend Into Shape. We wrote it in 2011, and it's a compilation of bioenergetic therapy techniques. Oh, wow. So, but that's only for trained bioenergetics therapists. Or students. I mean, anybody could look at it and learn. It has a lot of illustrations and there's a lot of warnings and cautions if you're not trained, particularly in techniques that involve touch, talks about that, about, you you know, you have to be licensed where you are and able to do that. So people, anybody, a lot of other people have also looked looked at it and read it and gotten a lot out of it because the techniques are divided by personality style, by issues, by emotional issues. Wow! I think it's really, it's a big book, more like a textbook. Um, But again, it has drawings because one of my superpowers, I think, is to make complex concepts clear. So I really like doing that and I like doing it in writing. Yeah, that's what a wonderful three resources. I feel like I want to buy all three of them right now. I'll have to wait until we finish our interview. (laughs) So now I don't want to get ahead of myself, but for people who didn't hear the interview that I did with Lori earlier this year, and it will be linked in the show notes so they can listen to the full thing, but can you give us just kind of a thumbnail sketch about what bioenergetics is so that, you know, whoever's listening, if they don't know, has something to sort of build on as we go into the intergenerational trauma aspects. Bioenergetic analysis is a comprehensive form of psychotherapy. It isn't just hands-on techniques or techniques that help a client become calmer. We have those, but that's a, those are skill sets. The important thing to understand about bioenergetic analysis is it includes a psychodynamic lens. So it looks at psychotherapeutically, psychoanalytically, it's psychoanalytically based. What happened in your childhood affects how you move through the world today. So what we do is three things. We tie in that history with what your presenting problem is. A client comes in, I'm sad and lonely, whatever the presenting problem is, we tie that in with the history. Maybe there's a history of not getting enough love and attention, 
And then we tie it in with a third lens, which is what does that look like when I'm observing my client in this room right now? What does it look like in their body? So how do they present themselves? You know how when you walk down the street and some people look tough and ready to fight, you almost want to get out of their way or say, what's bothering that person? They look chronically angry. Or have you ever walked down the street and somebody looks chronically scared? Mm -hmm. It's almost like our patterns of survival and adaptation to our early environment get structured in our body and they become unconscious. And in bioenergetics, we help unravel that, help people become aware of their holding patterns and then help them move to a way that they don't have to hold on to those and that they can become more flexible and happy and living. So bioenergetics is comprehensive and it involves both working energetically on the body, having a psychoanalytic lens, and also um, modern bioenergetics has uses the attachment lens, so the relationship of the therapist. The therapist is always aware of transference, counter-transference, and their own body as they work with people in the room. That's a... I wouldn't be... I'm not surprised since you're so skilled in this, but that's a really succinct definition. Thank you. And making something pretty complex, very clear. And I said this to you before we started recording, but I'm just so interested and curious about the way that most psychotherapy training processes, I don't know of any other ones that really include energy as part of the teaching with psychotherapy. And if you do therapy and you're in tune with your body, if you're practicing therapy, you are feeling all this stuff. You know, one person you're sitting with, there's there's something you feel like invisible, but you can feel it between you and a different person. You don't feel that same thing between you, you know, and it's it's really I think it's just so powerful the way you speak about it being that part being a major aspect of the work. And I'm I'm just super curious about it. I don't know. I'm. I'm not really even trying to explain, I'm not explaining myself very well, but. I, I think what you're saying is really clear. So I, I like that uh, missing piece. So it's another tool that if you don't have kind of a overarching view about how can you use it? And if you do have a view and you can use it, how much more powerful can your work be? So can we use your example, Laura, of. I feel invisible with one client and then the next client you don't. In other words, they see you, they feel you, they sense you, you something like, is that what you meant? Well, I was actually saying it's like an invisible energy between us, but you know, that could be that what you just said could be something that comes up too, where sometimes you feel like you're sitting with someone and they're talking to you and they're telling you stuff, but it's almost like they don't know you're there. So let's use anyone you want, because I'm happy to do the, there's some energy between you. So let's use any example you want, either that last one or another one. And then let's talk about it energetically and how the therapist could use it. Okay. Well, I would say, I think something that's like mysterious, if you're sitting with a client, it's mysterious to me. If I'm sitting with a client and I feel like a heaviness. It's almost like a, you know, like an energy field almost pushing from them at me. And I don't know when that, if that would happen, I would not know what is this? Why is it happening? What, what's going on with me? Is this mine? Is it theirs? Is it ours? And what does it mean? <laughs> That's a really clear way to put it. I mean, you're laughing because it's a language we don't use a lot. 
but he's very clear. It's like, and then how do I use that? So there's this mysterious thing. So take, take that. You're feeling a heaviness, a push. You said like, mm-hmm. there's kind of a push from the client toward you. So you, you know, if you jump into your head, what is it? We don't know. Mm-hmm. If you follow the body first, so you're sitting in the chair, the client won't know this. You're sitting, you're talking, it's a narrative therapy, you know, you're talking back and forth. So if you experience that heaviness, so bioenergetically, what we would do is, you know, first getting in touch with that, whatever that is. So say the word that comes to you is heavy. So it's a, a, a word. But then where is it in my body? So if you were to take a breath, you're still listening to them, but you would take a breath and is your breathing tight? Is your gut tightening? Does your head feel fuzzy? I'm just making these up. But there's that, do, mm-hmm. do you feel, is there a blanketed weight over your shoulder? What is, was a head, is a gray cloud appeared over you? It's an image, but there's something in the body. So if you go to the body and you'll think, no, I have to know everything. I got to know right away. No, take the moment and ask your body the question. What is it? Like take your curiosity in that moment and go, okay, heaviness. Okay. Shoulders or whatever. I don't know if you want to demo this with me, but where, where might you feel it in your body? Do you already have a client? I, I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not really able to even think of a specific client, okay. but for some reason I could think about that energy and it feels familiar. So it's like, I would say it's more around the middle of me, like, you know, from my, you know, what I would say, like my solar plexus to my like root. <laughs> okay. So then I would go there and you don't have to do it now if you're not feeling experienced, but you can, if you want, why not? And you could even, you know, you could put your hand below your chest and, and, you know, above, right above your belly button. You could put your hand there while you're talking to a client. Or sometimes if I have like a boundary issue with somebody, I'll put, I'll put a pillow there because it'll help, it'll help me kind of contain my own space. If somebody's Mm. energy is kind of getting into me in a way that I can't quite manage comfortably. So I might put a pillow. So, but anyway, say you put your hand there and you breathe into that hand. As soon as you breathe below where you're holding, so I'm holding, as soon as I breathe into that, I'm putting a little energy, we say, what a little, what is that? Not mysterious, a little movement there. And then does that tell me anything? Does it shift and move somewhere else? Does it tighten more? Often if I stay with something for a moment or two, because the body is always trying to heal. It's always trying to help me know something. It'll tell me something. Like one of your questions was, is it them or is it me? And I love that question. I like not knowing because I want to be curious about that. And I take a few breaths and sometimes I will know, oh, that client just triggered this in me. Mm-hmm. This happened an hour before or yesterday or last night, that that heaviness feeling that they gave me. I felt that yesterday from so-and-so. I am carrying extra, so my window of tolerance for theirs is low. Oh boy, I better take a breath and see if I can open my window of tolerance and be curious about where it's coming from, from them. So that that was like a little counter transference thing, for example. Mm-hmm. Another example would be you take a breath and you go, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't feel like mine. Doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't click. Doesn't, doesn't. So this has happened to me many times. Again, I had a practice for 42 years, but often when I get a really strong hit of something, it's often, I call it undigested aspect of the other person. Mm-hmm. So they don't know, they're unconscious of it, and they don't know about it. And so it's coming almost into me. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm swallowing and I'm internalizing it. And then my job is to kind of let it in, but then find some way to help them, whatever methods I have, to find a way to become conscious of that or to own that piece um, and to work with that piece. So that's happening. So it's either mine or theirs. And I think the only way to find out what this mystery is, is to stay with it energetically. Like we're talking about, it just means what's my, what do I notice in my body? And as I breathe into that, how does it make sense? And as a conscientious therapist, something will click in you. And once it does, then you'll move in that direction. If it doesn't, you do the best you can to be present. And then you go to your supervision, you know, I mean, you say, trouble with this. Especially as you're learning, you know, and you're getting in tune with this for the first time or early in your practice. So that's what we call following the energy. I want to follow it in me, especially if I'm triggered. I want to follow it in a client. And it's just such a it's such a strong area. I know other types of therapy do that. But I think what you're asking is, can we label it? Can we break it down? And what is it? You know, it's body movement. It's body something. And if we are curious and follow it, we learn something and it knits along whatever the progression is in the work. Yeah, that part. I'm so interested in when you say like it knits along and we follow it and, and we go through it. Like those concepts just really make my mind light up with curiosity. But let me say to sort of bring it before I take us completely off track, bring it to where I said I would talk with you about how does, you know, you explain that bioenergetic analysis connects the history and the presenting problem and how does intergenerational trauma or ancestral trauma maybe they're the same maybe they're not go along with that because when you talked about the history we're normally thinking about their childhood their family of origin experiences but when we're talking about intergenerational it's not just what they know it's an exciting field you know i don't know a whole lot about uh epigenetics, but I was studying it a bit. And I mean, it's exciting to understand that it turns out that even if there's a genes are kind of fixed, that there's, there's methylation, which means that we can kind of loosen, loosen that fixedness and the environment, the inner utero environment, the historical environment can have an effect on the gene expression of, of a person. So we could carry, here's just a simple example. My um, my mother's name was Ramona, or Romana, she, uh, and her parents came over from Spain, and she was named after an aunt who died suddenly at age 26. Mm. And the trauma in the family was her father was a shepherd in a small village called Mantera de Abajo near Salamanca. And the grand, the her father, so so the grandfather was a shepherd. And news came down at the end of the day that a shepherd had died. And the daughter, who was in her twenties, thought her father died. She went home and went to her bed and died of a heart attack. So it was a shocking, traumatic event in the family where this this woman died. And then people were heartbroken. And a generation later, my mother was named after her. And then my mother said that every time there was a, it was her birthday, all the adults around her were sad, but she didn't know why, because they didn't talk about this tragic thing. It was too painful to talk about. And um, this beloved aunt that had died. And so my mother, her whole life, even when we were kids, whenever it was her birthday, she carried just kind of sadness. She carried, so that's like, you know, yeah. generations of carrying something that was a little bit vague, 
but she carried in her and her psyche. Like I remember we wanted to have a, a birthday party for her when she turned 70 and she said, no, you know, she was like, she didn't like her birthdays because of this heavy sadness. So that's just a small example, but carrying something over generations that affects you is intergenerational trauma. And of course, there's kind of more of the classic war, slavery, refugee crises, just so many things that depression. happen. Right. Depression that people carry and then they carry for generations. And then there's a tension and a tightness and a stress and the stress I mean, in birth mothers, I mean, it goes through the cortisol, it goes, the stress goes through, through the baby. And so that, so the next generation can be born stressed about something they had nothing to do with. So it goes through the body and it goes through the person often in an unconscious way. And so it's important to, um, anyway, that's how I look at it. The intergenerational trauma goes goes through generations and, and needs to be um, addressed. And sometimes we ask people to go find out more. Uh, there's a lot of shame and secrecy. And so, you know, it's classic that people won't talk about their war stories because it's too painful. But then that diminishes sometimes the spirit of that person who carries that trauma. And then it affects the next generation. So one of the things we talk about is seeing if we could find out what happened and tell those stories and families. And that that's one of the things that helps break kind of the chain of intergenerational trauma. Mm, yeah, yeah. Running a group private practice has been a challenging and rewarding experience. And one thing that has made it so much easier is Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. If you're coming from another EHR, like I did, Therapy Notes makes the transition incredibly easy, importing your demographic data free of charge so you can get going right away. My team has found Therapy Notes very easy to learn. It's intuitive. The customer support is second to none. And that's one of the things that has kept me a Therapy Notes customer for several years now. Anytime I've needed to contact Therapy Notes for help with an issue I couldn't figure out on my own, I've been able to get through to someone and resolve the issue within 15 minutes, 99% of the time. Find out what more than 100,000 mental health professionals already know. Try Therapy Notes for two months absolutely free. Just click on the link in the show notes or enter the promo code chat at therapynotes.com. Therapists, has this ever happened to you? You're sitting with a client in the thick of a therapy session, fully focused on the important work that's happening between you and the client. Suddenly, 30 minutes into the session, from down the hall, you hear the door to your office suite open. You and your current client were the only people in the suite, but now someone has come in. You're distracted from your current client as your anxiety shoots through the roof. Is it your new client who's scheduled to meet with you in 30 minutes? But your current session has 20 more minutes to go and you don't want to interrupt this client's process to go check on who's there. Are they wandering through the suite looking for a receptionist? Is it a delivery person here to drop off a package that needs a signature? Are they about to come knocking on the therapy room door? Is it your neighbor from across the hall dropping off a piece of your mail that was left at their address? You hear the door close. Did they leave? This has happened to me so many times over the years. As I anxiously anticipated this session with the new client, I would worry they were feeling anxious or abandoned because they weren't greeted when they got to the office. Now you don't have to worry, and your clients can relax too, knowing that you have a discreet, stress-free way for them to check in when they arrive for their appointment. The receptionist for iPad is a simple, inexpensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check in, to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. The software sends an immediate notification to the therapist when a client checks in and can even ask if any patient information has changed since their last visit. Start a 14-day free trial of the receptionist for iPad by going to the receptionist.com slash therapy chat. 
And when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. And do you find that with bioenergetic analysis that those patterns and secrets and like, you know, these like wisps of a sense about something can be worked with in the client who's in your office in present day? Yes, because we have, I mean, that's so popular. And I think we're all getting more and more clear, uh, great ways to work with with trauma and trauma in the body. Like Bessel van der Kolk says that trauma is not in the head and the thinking, trauma is in the body. So there's a lot of people, particularly neuroscientists like him, who talk about trauma in the body. But then when sometimes when you go read their work, a lot of it is still brain, <laughs> mood, but, but working kind of still neuroscientifically. So in bioenergetics, we certainly work with mood and brain states in the nervous system, but we also work in the muscular fascial system. So somebody could have a trauma and we're going to want to help them move that trauma through. So there's so many good somatic techniques that work with trauma in the body. So we could just, even if somebody's kind of just vaguely aware, like say my mother's story, vaguely aware of this kind of vague sadness, you know, she, it could you could put, I might have her put her hand on her heart and drop her head and breathe. And even if she doesn't really know exactly, you know, what is that? And so moving through that sadness, and if it's unexpressed for generations, if terror and anger and sadness were unexpressed, that person could be carrying that in their body. And so if you go to the body, having somebody breathe and ground and center and then do some expressive work around it, there's often a real healing that can happen. Sometimes I'll give a talk to the public because I work, you know, I give talks all over and, and uh, different audiences. I work with kids. And so sometimes I'll say, you know, when you're uptight and you feel stressed, where do you feel it in your body? And people raise their hand, it'll be at least 10 different answers. It's the shoulders, the neck, my, my gut, my belly, my, this happens, this happens. I get headaches. So that tells somebody something right away about their own body. In their mm. own body, they hold tension somewhere. So that should already be a clue. That's where your body stores tightness, let's say. And so that already tells somebody something about how they express themselves, how they adapted, how they tighten. So there's a variety. So I, I you, in therapy and bioenergetic therapy, you're following the client and their body and their energy. And their story, you know, their narrative, and you're helping to make sense of it. So if somebody, let's say, is somebody who gets the headaches, we're going to go to the head. Mm -hmm. Stretch the muscles um, below, we're going to stretch the neck, and we're going to do what we call grounding, which is take this overly, overly, overly headed, full head, and um, move the energy down. So leaning on one leg, and then the other gravity just pulls you down. Like if you take a long walk on grass or the beach, you know, I live in California, miles from the beach. I take a a walk in the sand for an hour barefoot. My energy is down in my lower body. So I've moved it out of my heady space and um, then, then I feel better. So we take wherever the tension is in that person's body and we have them move it, stretch it, um, or work above. This is more technique. I, but we go above and below with the tension in so say somebody holds tension in their throat. Now I just put my hand around my throat to show you, are they ever really raspy voice? Something. So I might loosen their head, their neck, have them play with voices, but also kind of soothe their neck or work below that. So you work 
you work like there's segments in the body and we work with those segments and we work with uh, attention areas who work above and below it. So that, that sounds a little bit mechanical, but that is where it is stuck is where we go to. So I, I like I had a client, she was going to give a kidney to her, her twin brother, not identical, but her twin brother. And she was feeling ambivalent about it. She wanted to do it, but she was ambivalent and she was feeling this tension in her heart. So I just had her put her hand on her heart and breathe and stay there. And pretty soon two voices came out. The one who wanted to, to um, give the kidney and the one who didn't. And then she got to talk from both sides, you know, so she did her parts, you know, that's a popular thing. But it came starting from the place in the body that felt tight. So that's where we go. We often go first. And then we, so I find this work exciting because you can be really creative as, as a therapist, but really it's already all there in some way. You just need to observe and follow and then and may help the person make sense of it. Yeah, so cool. And I'm thinking about myself because I have a chronic neck issue and it's like, like my occipital ridge, you know, it's like mm -hmm. right at the base of my skull. I don't, I don't really get migraines or anything, but sometimes I'll get tension headaches that start in my neck and go up the back of my head. And like, it's such a con constant problem, even though I do physical therapy and I do massage regularly. And it's just like, I know it's really significant. I feel it's connected to my history. I just don't know what or so how to make it change. Um, uh, we don't have a therapeutic relationship. So I want to ask you respectfully, if you want me to make a possible observation. Sure. Not know. Thank so, you for asking. And yes, I'm open to that. So the occipit, um, you know, is the back of where the eyes connect mm -hmm. so it's on the occipital ridge. Um, sometimes I'll go in there with my thumbs and just rub that part, that little bumpy part of the skull, you know, and go in there. But especially if you're lying down, so if you're home, like right now you're sitting up. So go and, and rub in there and close your eyes, maybe open them and close them and play with seeing. So the occipit has to do with seeing. So that may or may not make sense, but that's the first thing that comes to me. So the occipit is where we hold tension around seeing, right? Because the occipital is related to eyes. So that might, uh, again, you don't want to go into your head and overthink it, but mm -hmm. if you play with um, looking around, see, this is where you can get creative, closing your eyes and maybe doing some massage on the occipit when you're lying down, opening your eyes, looking around, playing with different expressions. Like if you push on your occipit and you do big eyes, that's fear. Does fear does, does fear need a voice? Do you need a, la a layer of, ah, I just went through something scary. So you can release some little trauma around fear. And if there's something chronic there, and it could be, what do I not want to see? So playing with actual massage and movement in the eyes is a way to get some energy into that place that gets stuck. And again, I don't want to overinterpret because I don't know. But it's Thank just something. Thank you you can play with. Yeah. And then can I ask for another one? Sure. <laughs> because I think that these issues are coming up for a lot of people right now. I don't know about the occipit, but it certainly comes up for me, but the jaw, jaw tightness and tension in the face. Um, a lot of people are talking about that right now and like the front of their neck with, I don't know, seems like somehow the COVID experience, the pandemic experience has uh, a lot of people are telling me that they have like broken teeth from grinding and what is it? Gripping, mm -hmm. clamping down. I can't think of the right word. Clenching. I, 
I have a really easy one that anybody could use, even anybody listening, even though they're only listening to us and they don't see us, we see each other here as we're talking, but that I really like for the jaw because I know I hold tension to my jaw. Sometimes I'm not conscious of it. A colleague pointed out recently, then you're angry and I see that your jaw is tight. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so if you take your hands and put them right in front of your ears, well, she's going to try it here. Let's Set my mic down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then bring, bring your hands down a little toward like the middle of your ears and a little in front. So put your hands flat and then, so put your hands flat on your face, then grit your teeth. Does a muscle pop out? Okay. Then when you, when that muscle pops out, you're going to take your a, a finger or two and put them on that popped out muscle. So I'm going to do that right now with you. So then you're going to push in on that muscle. So all you're doing is trying to loosen that masseter, maxilla, that big jaw. You know, that's the muscle that's so strong that some people can pick up a car. You know, this is a really strong muscle in the body and we hold back anger we hold back you know we hold back what we want to say we hold, we walk around with anger that never gets expressed right okay so we hold it right there you know so anyway now let's let's so what you can do is tighten that muscle let it pop out feel the fingers and then loosen the muscle and press into massage and move around if you're too close to the teeth move a little bit back and massage that muscle it should hurt if it's tight you can kind of move around find the place where it hurts a little lower, it's a little higher, you'll find it. Ah, oh. and then what I do is do a sound with it because if you just tighten it and tighten against it, where you gonna? It's no good. You want to let it loosen it up. So you want to loosen up. You ah uh, ah. Uh, uh, so if you make some sound, uh, I'm doing it too. That feels good, really. Yeah, it does. I'm so glad that you came here today to well here virtually to talk with me about this because I just get really excited when I think about this. It seems so intuitive and it fits what it feels like working with clients, but filling in the pieces that we haven't learned or I haven't. So I'm sure this will make sense to you or maybe it won't, but I went to, I go to pelvic floor physical therapy and one day my pelvic floor physical therapist used her pinky and put it inside my mouth and manually manipulated my jaw muscles to basically she didn't really manipulate it she just put her finger there and kind of put pressure and the muscles started to release and it was painful and also felt really relieving but what I noticed over the next few days was a lot of emotion and I felt like somehow it was connected but since I didn't really know for sure I just was kind of in my head wondering why am I so tearful why am I so down could it be whatever I was holding in my jaw that, but I didn't get, you know, very far with it. You think but so, it, makes sense. it makes sense. I was waiting for you to say it rather than me. I knew you were needed. You didn't need to ask me. It's, <laughs> it, it sounds like it, it made sense. It's like once your jaw uh, started to release. And again, that's another thing people can do themselves, put their own thumb inside their own. And, and that same muscle we did from the outside, work it from the inside. You can do that. Um, and once it released, right. Well, what is tension? Tension is holding back something. And there's almost always, we always say in bioenergetics, behind every block is, is all the feelings. There's anger, there's fear, there's sadness. It's not that mysterious. So if you release something, what first feeling that needs to come out is, is often what's being held. So if you felt sad, sadness, it sounds like it did make sense to you at some point. It seems mysterious, but really that's all it is. There's a link between our tension and our emotions. 
Well, this is why I find bioenergetics so fascinating is because it's like I can wonder and I can sense and I can, but I don't know, you know, I don't trust it because I don't have anything to like grab onto to say, yeah, that can happen. So it's like, well, I feel like it could be this, but how would I know unless, you know, I know. But even as I say that, anything that comes from my body, I always know that it's true, even if I don't know what it means. So you're like, is there a question? <laughs> no, no, I'm wondering. I have sound outside. Oh. Can you hear it? If you can't hear it, I'll still talk. A little bit. It's a little bit like roomy in the background, but it's not distracting. Not distracting. Oh, I just loved what you said, Laura, because what you said is I've wondered, but I there's no link. So it's like, I don't trust it. And you don't trust it because there's no theory. Mm -hmm. Even though a part of you knows in your body, your body knows your body never lies. You know, your body knows the truth, right? Right. Gabra Mate, you know, the, the people who talk about the body in beautiful ways, body and the trauma, it's held in the body. So you, you kind of know, but without a theoretical matrix, it kind of let, you can let it go. And here again, I think this is where therapists lose so much value of what could provide them this lens um, in which to further help their clients is to make that link. We have a whole theoretical system that'll help you understand and trust the emotion in the body and how it's carried in these um, tension patterns. Now you have a training coming up, right? For bioenergetics. Can you tell us a little bit about that for people who might be interested? The title is called Engaging the Body in Psychotherapy contemporary bioenergetic analysis. So this is a five module course and we're doing it through the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. So people can look that up. Academy of Therapy Wisdom will pre be presenting this soon. I think the enrollment opens at the end of October. I don't know okay. the exact date right now, but three of us, Dr. Bob Kaufman, myself, and Lori Yur, mentioned before, filmed these aspects of bioenergetics and we do demonstrations and we do different techniques and talk about all the different concepts through the modules. And then we have some bonus tracks that are available. For example, Lori's bringing someone who talks about energy from a scientific point of view. That's really fascinating. And I'll be interviewing David Berselli, who's a trauma release expert. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. People have an opportunity like you and I did today to do a come back for some live stream sessions after seeing the course to do um, some demonstration and participation and question and answer. So it's mm -hmm. a very rich program that I hope people will be interested in and come and find out more about bioenergetics. Because it's like you said, Laura, we really want more people to know about this. It started in the 1950s, but clearly that was a time that um, we have all learned more and it's been kind of updated, although the basic of the basic of working with the body energetically, that's the beauty, that's the pearl, and that's still in the work. Uh, we know a little more about therapeutic relations. We have more little sophistication. We know a little more about neuroscience. So those those are incorporated more into the modern work. And uh, there's ongoing trainings through the IIBA, the International Institute for Bioenergetic Analysis around the world. So we hope people um, can um, are interested in the training. Yes. Course. So 
And for the the one that's coming up with the Academy of Therapy Wisdom, is that who's it for? Is it for therapists, like body workers, anyone? Yes. Yes. So in our mind, we kind of were like, who is this for? So, you know, you have the clear thing. And I was thinking kind of a young therapist, young meaning early, early in the field who's fascinated and passionate about her clients, but doesn't quite knows that there's quite, it's kind of what you were saying, Laura, kind of there's something a little bit follow that kind of falls over, you know, a little bit about it, but it doesn't go all the way into something that you can then manifest into really powerful somatic techniques with your clients. So that's who I was thinking is, is um, young therapists. Certainly anybody could go to it and they would get a lot out of it. Just watching what we talk about and how we illustrate it. Like I do a piece on going over all the different kind of patterns of character types that we talk about in bioenergetics. And that's another diagnostic tool that can help people uh, understand their client. So it's, it's, it's for ideally for a therapist, but certainly anybody, any kind of body worker would be, I think, interested in this work in this course. Wonderful. And then just for clarification, the the full certification trainings are bigger and not exactly what this is. That's right. It's a four-year training program. So the, the International Institute for Bioenergetic Analysis has a, like a protocol. You have to be in bioenergetic therapy. You know, doing hands-on work with people when you haven't gone through that yourself and done that kind of characterological transformative mm-hmm. work doesn't make sense to us. So we have a lot of integrity about um, insisting that people have so many hours of therapy while they're in the training. So you do your four years and you do therapy. It varies a little bit in the different countries, but we definitely have a protocol. First two years more theoretical. The second two years are really more clinical. Uh, You get a lot of really good supervision in the work and then you become certified. So that's, that's the, in order to do the work as a certified bioenergetic therapist, this course doesn't allow you to call yourself a bioenergetic therapist. Again, it really will in depth introduce you to the work and you can use some of the techniques right away as soon as you learn them and other ones, other things, you know, you need to really go through the pr- program in order to be certified. Great. Well, I'll be sure to put links to both in the show notes for this episode and also your books. And do you want to share your website or? Sure. My website is www.vincentiaschroederphd.com. So it's like Vincent, V-I-N-C-E-N-T-I-A, Schroeder, S-C-H-R-O-E-T-E-R, phd.com. I have a, a blog post I usually post about once a month on some area of interest. And I, you know, my books are for sale there. And uh, the first book, Bend into Shape, that I co-wrote with Barbara Thompson is available in also in um, Spanish and Italian. So, yeah. And I have my art there because I like paint. So people can go to my website. For sale or just for sharing it? No, No, just for fun. That's lovely. You get the family discount. Somebody really loves it. Sometimes I send it to them. So, (laughs) wow. Well, Vincentia, Vin, it's been so wonderful speaking with you today, learning from you. Thank you so much for being my guest today on Therapy Chat. Laura, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, visiting with you and being on this podcast with you today.
Thank you to Therapy Notes for sponsoring this week's episode. I do love Therapy Notes. It's such an asset to my business and makes my job as a practice owner and a therapist much easier. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. Use coupon code CHAT or click the link in the show notes to get two free months at therapynotes.com. Thank you to The Receptionist for iPad for sponsoring this week's episode. The Receptionist for iPad is the highest rated digital check-in software for therapy offices and behavioral health clinics used by thousands of practitioners across the country. The Receptionist for iPad is a simple, inexpensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check in, to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com slash therapy chat. And when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Thank you.